Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who were brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Welcome to Horror with Sir Sturdy, episode five. I got my boy Chris here with me. <coughs> Excuse me again. I'm back. I'm back. And we're going to be reviewing Candyman, talking some random funny horror stuff. And right now, as I'm saying it, uh, I went to BJ's last night. My wife grabbed some things, but I grabbed some Magic Hat beer. And the only reason why I grabbed it is because she pointed it out and the box said like Day of the Dead on it. And right now we're drinking, uh, it's called Howl Black Lager. Not too bad. I forgot what the other brands are, but uh, this might be a thing in the horror podcast if these all if these beers are good. Kind of goes with the concept. <laughs> but so, Chris, thanks for coming again. Welcome back. Definitely, definitely. I had such a fun time, you know, last time. I had to come back. And uh, I said Candyman, the original. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed it, man. You know, I told you before, Candyman is definitely one of my favorite horror movies. You know, for a number of reasons, but actually getting to sit down through the film actually like reignited some of these fires, you know, that I had about Candyman. It was real nostalgic. Yo, like you were saying with the first one, me and you and Robert talking about, the voice was just like, that's what does it for me. Cause like it's, there, any, there's a bunch of six foot five black dudes around <laughs> that are big. And they just look, you know, they look the part of, like, quote-unquote, I'm not saying the black stereotype of being scary, because anybody can be six foot five and look scary. Big yeah. But when you throw in that voice, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, when you combine that voice with that bad haircut, <laughs> it's like, God damn, how scary can you really be? And that ugly jacket. 
No, but his voice, honestly. Oh, you don't like the jacket? I actually thought the jacket was very stylish. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. The jacket was stylish because he had the fur, but he also had the fur trimming on the sleeve and the chest. You, you have to be, you have to be a fan of fine fashion to be able to appreciate such a garment. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I mean, I think I would like. I'm not big in the fur. I would have liked it more maybe without the fur, but mm-hmm. it was just, it just wasn't my thing. But the haircut was that was yeah that was rough. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But I mean, Candyman, though, no, that's like Candyman is definitely a classic, and it's a classic for a number of things. Like you said, the voice was actually just one aspect of it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The voice was just. Hold on one sec. Second, I think I'm about to try this um um go live thing. You know. All right. You know, I don't really go live like that, but hey. That's what I'm gonna give people do. a little sneak peek at what was going on, you know, the Soul Thirty podcast. Yeah, so, that's um, dope. Might have to throw that in there next time too. But yeah, he, uh, that dude played the part good though. He played the part real good. Tony Todd. He, um, besides the voice, just like the look, like every anytime you see him, he always had that look. Like he was just, he was Candyman. He he did the part for me, which. It was dope. You know, you see a lot of movies and stuff. People, sometimes they have the look, they have the voice, but they don't really, you don't have the feel. Like, they don't play that part right. Yeah. <coughs> and I got a couple, which I'll pull this up towards the end, but I got a couple fun facts about this movie I found out yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I said, though, the voice, the voice definitely did it. You know what I'm saying? The jacket, you know, his peculiar taste in fashion. You know, that was real big. Mm-hmm. You know, and another thing is that you don't really see horror films in black communities. No, you don't. So it's a lot of things about that film that was just, that just stood out. Like, for instance, the black kids was not afraid of Candyman. One state, well... You know what I'm saying? You got roaches that you step on <laughs> and don't die. You know what I'm saying? You turn your water on, it's like a good a good minute and a half of brown streaming water. You don't know what the fuck it is. You know what yeah. I mean? You taking the steps from the umpteenth floor every morning and shit. It's a lot of scary shit in the projects. You understand what I'm saying? So they weren't too frightened with Candyman. That's one thing I liked about the movie is how they, with the projects, how they kept it like, I, I mean, I haven't grown up there, but how I've heard about it and seen it in documentaries and all that. They kept it like, you know what I mean? The dudes are hanging out. The gang members in the street, they're hanging out outside. Yeah. They're not letting anybody in there, really. They're following you. They're whistling yeah. to more people. Like, it's the, serious in the projects. Oh, it's real in the projects. That's the, how it is. You understand what I'm saying? When the two girls went upstairs, you know, the, the main lady and uh, her friend, when they went upstairs, dudes were whistling. Everybody, You heard everybody closing their doors and shut the doors. That's they how it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Candyman. A funny thing about that, though, was... um. I know the movie was out in Chicago. <laughs> I can't remember what the project was called. But they had to pay gang members to actually film there. Or they wouldn't be able to film there. Like, they had to actually... Oh, they had to pay the gang? Yeah. Oh, they got extorted? They had to. They got extorted to record Candyman. And you got to think of... I was, I was like, I, it's cool in a sense because you hear that kind of stuff. Like, with rappers and music videos, but you don't really hear about it from a movie. And then you're looking at the movie. Like, the movie was made in 92 when that stuff was really, really, really going on. Oh, the gang violence in the 90s was very serious. So I'm like, It that... was very serious. But the story, even the whole plot, you know? But one thing that I don't understand is why was this white woman messing with Candyman? 
This nigga, he's out. He's doing his own thing. It's a million stories. He's the legend. <laughs> he's the myth. And she is searching for this nigga. I, I, she's man. in her bathroom. She's calling a nigga. Sprint, Verizon. <laughs> she's text messaging a nigga. He wasn't paying her no mind. She All she had to do was do her thing. And then as soon as Candy Man is on her ass, she want to act like it's a problem. Oh, it was a problem. You know what I mean? It made no sense. You understand what I'm saying? But Candy Man, the thing that made him so scary is that he will pop up on your ass. Yeah, the, the thing I He will literally pop up behind you. So you chilling, you know what I'm saying? You doing your thing. You playing your PlayStation. You got 37 kills. You got your headset. You talking mad shit. The Candy Man is right there. You know what I'm saying? You drop the controller, shit is all fucked up and shit. You know what I'm, But what's crazy, he let you run through the house a little bit. Yeah, he did. So you, you know what I mean? So, you, so your knee fucked up, but you still finding a way to get through and shit <laughs> that he's already in the room. He, so the room, you just now broke your motherfucking leg to get to, he's already there with his legs crossed with a fly-ass jacket. That's sure. a scary motherfucker if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? But him, like, he's 100% avoidable, though. Like, you just don't say his name in the mirror five times. That's yeah, it. Leave him alone. That's it. I know a lot of black men that get mad if you say their name five times. Yeah, shit. Chris Gibbs, Chris Gibbs, Chris Gibbs, Chris Gibbs. Gibbs. Nigga, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I had a hook, I might hook somebody's <laughs> shit. If they calling my name five times, you in a mirror, you summoning shit, he chilling. You know what I'm saying? And bad enough that he was murdered because of a white woman. And don't ask me why. I'm going to have to look at my fucking Facebook friend. You know what I mean? And don't ask me why I'm bringing up racism. If you notice, there is a lot of racism. There's a racist <laughs> overtone in Candyman. He was actually... um. He was the son of a slave, yeah. right? And then he got killed as a kid by... Uh, they lit him out. Well, first, they put, like, honey or whatever all over him. Mm -hmm. Bees attacked him. He died from that. Then they lit him on fire. And now, why did they kill him? That's what I want to know. Why did they kill him? Why did they do that to him? Because he was black. Because he was black and what? Son of a slave. And I don't he was know dealing he... with the white woman. I don't know if he was one then, though, because they did it as a kid, though, when they killed Candyman. Oh, he wasn't? Nah. But the crazy, you know what's crazy, though, which had me kind of laughing, you know, the whole white-black thing with the black girls with the white dude. I'm yeah. like, she was like, I could have swore, like... swore he got burned because he had a white girlfriend. I'm not 100% sure with that. Like, I remember them mentioning it, but they didn't really mention it too, too big. But it was... Well, you know what? That was behind the scenes. You know, you got to have the special edition DVD Blu-ray for that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But the thing is this. You know what I'm saying? Even him being in the projects. Mm. He's in a project. He's in a black neighborhood. He's not in no white neighborhood. He's like, yo, Freddie got that shit covered. Freddie, Michael Myers, Jason, and all them shit. Y'all motherfuckers is over there. Y'all got that shit covered. I'm in the projects. This is my area. This is my block. I got these three blocks and shit. I'm giving these niggas nightmares and shit. Y'all do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of structure with Candyman. But the thing that makes it crazy is that the nigga was submerged in bees. Bees is just scared. All it takes. I don't know if y'all ever been in a car when a bee got in the car. Oh man. Oh my god, motherfuckers! Is, you Harlem shaking and shit. You doing all this? You, you motherfucking hit your elbow. You hit your funny bone. Shit ain't funny when one bee in the car. That nigga got a thousand bees Speaking on him. He got a thousand bees. He got a hook and he got a scary voice and a nice ass jacket and a fucked up haircut. There's <laughs> so much shit going on with Candy Man. You don't know whether to be. That's why motherfuckers be stuck. They be like, oh shit, like. What should I focus on? You know what I'm saying? Oh, he got his notes. Yeah, I do. He got his notes. Because you brought the, because you brought he's, the bees up. He's prepared. Because you brought the bees up. I was going to save this for the end, but it's going to come in now. Oh, you said that um, Candyman was 
Oh shit, it's a lot of motherfuckers asking questions and it's all types of Yo, shit. Yo, tell them to check out on. the check out yeah, the Horror Research 30 page. Yo, Horror Research 30. This is a podcast with, oh somebody is liking my shit. Oh, check us out. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Have to post the link on there, Horror Research 30. But yeah, you can um, put that right in the search and find that. they have questions. If you got any questions, okay. ask us. But while he's looking, more, bro. I really should, John. You absolutely right. But, uh, right. but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, with the since you brought up the bees, I got a few things I found out. Uh huh. What you I'm, find out about bees? On the IMDb, this is my source. IMDb. With the bees, uh, they were specifically bred for this movie. They were twelve hours old, so that they'd be they would look mature, but their stingers weren't that strong. That's one thing. Wow. Yeah, that's the that's which, actually, which is pretty cool. That's actually, pretty interesting. Another thing, Tony Todd. Listen to this. Same same source, IMDb, was stung by the bees 23 times through the trilogies. God damn. But I got this this source right here says it's uh, mentalfloss.com that um every time he got stung, he got a grand. He got a thousand dollars? Each time he got stung, he got a thousand dollars. Shit, I've been sitting there with a fucking with a motherfucking honey marinade like this. <laughs> sting me, motherfucker. Now I don't know if that's true or not. Like I said, I got a thousand dollars? A thousand dollars. Every time he got stung every by time a bee. He got stung by a bee. Oh my <laughs> God! They'd have been tearing my ass out of that list. I got me, two more things about these bees. Go ahead. One, the chick. Um, oh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I know I wrote it down somewhere. What's her name? Virginia. Mm-hmm. She's really allergic to bees. So any scene that she was in with bees, they had paramedics there. Every single scene that she was involved with bees. And here's another were fact there. about bees, y'all. If you ever swing at one, do not miss. <laughs> because when you miss, them shits. Them shits get extra fed. You don't know what the fuck is going on. But the bees got this one move. When you swing, they hide on you. Yeah, they do. They hide. So you don't know what's going on. So you looking at shit. You like, damn, did I get the motherfucker? Is he? Next thing, that shit is coming right for your motherfucking neck. So if you ever swing at a bee, you see, you see, he got no car. I don't need no no call for that. And then the last thing. I don't need no no call for that. I know that already. If you swing, do not miss. I got one more thing about the bees. Oh, shit, he watching my live, but we on live. Look at that game. Uh, now, remember the part where the bees came out of his mouth? At the end of the... Or not yeah. the end, but that really happened, and they had, like, a mouth guard in his mouth so they wouldn't go down his throat. So this dude really had bees in his mouth. Wow. Like, that wasn't even... No special effects, nothing... You know the fact that I heard? Which is dope. A bee... A bee actually dies when they sting you. Yeah, they do. That is some spiteful shit. Like, yo, I'm about to commit suicide to make this nigga feel a day and a half of pain. That's crazy right there. I'm about right to there. kill myself to sting the shit off this nigga. That's like some real spiteful, bitter ex-girlfriend shit. Like, she'll die just to fucking put a lump on your shoulder real quick. That's some shit. But yeah, back to Candyman. Oh, and I see, and I even think in the comments, we definitely need a remake of Candyman. That would actually be We need be fun. a remake. That shit would be... Scary, but don't have no. I noticed they always having comedy dudes trying to play in these serious movies and scary yo, movies. Chris, like, don't have Terry Crews as Candyman. Hang on, now that you, know you say that, uh, yo, that, give me what, Bill Cosby. Yo, son, son. If Bill Cosby play Candyman, I will watch that shit. Yeah, but that's gonna be a different kind of Candyman that's movie. Candy, that's some <laughs> scary shit. We're on this wavelength because you said something about the comic playing Candyman. That's not the type of candy we talking about. Now that's a controlled substance. I got something else. Let me see if I can. Eddie Murphy was cast to play Candyman. 
Eddie Murphy as Candyman. But the reason why they didn't choose him is because um his height. He's five nine. Tony Todd was six six Who the five. Fuck is five nine? Yo yo look yo fellas, if you under five ten, you not scary. Get a gun. <laughs> If you under five ten, you can't you can't play no scary movie under five. You know what though? With Freddy Krueger was kind of short. Did he say kind of short? Like that sweater was like a medium. You know what I mean? Like I could I could have swore that sweater was a medium. His sneaker was like a size seven. (laughs) I'm looking like what the fuck is going on? This shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yo, you can't be Candyman. You five not Candyman's about seven feet. That nigga was a pound four. You thought that nigga the boy on the post? (laughs) Fucking elbow. But he you, taking that shit to the rack. You know what I'm saying? Just, just imagine how much more that movie would have been changed if Eddie Murphy was in it. Nothing against Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's a great freaking actor, but to do that, he's too short, and he doesn't have the voice. That'd be like me playing Candyman. That ain't going to work. I'm not tall enough. I don't got the scary voice. There ain't nothing scary about me. But Tony Todd, he did his thing. I don't, I'm looking at you right now. You do kind of got a scary face for a second. <laughs> Maybe that. You do got at, a scary face. You know what I'm saying? He's looking at my logo over here. No, no, no. You know what I mean? But that's that <laughs> old school horror. You know, we want, you know, new horror. It's not real scary face zombie motherfuckers. You know, it's little dolls and shit with smiles on their face. Which is crazy you know what I'm hell, too. Oh, do you know what would be crazy? What if we was to try to shoot a horror film? I would play Candyman. That... <laughs> I would definitely play Candyman. And we could really pull it off on some real shit because I know what's scary. Beginning of the movie, it's a national grid bill. The fucking envelope is red. The Candy. envelope is fire engine red. This movie is scary as hell already. As soon as you, as soon as you wake up, you look at your phone, you look at your cell phone, and shit say landlord. Motherfuckers is landlord. panicking. They like, oh shit, yo, this shit is crazy. Yo, your side piece hit you up. She say, baby, we really need to talk. This guy. What? <laughs> this shit is a fucking yo. This shit was yo. Yo, this movie would go platinum. Can movies go platinum? They do. Well, this would be the first movie to go platinum because that shit would be some scary shit. They do their own thing. We did some shit like that. Candyman, though. Nah, but like on a serious note, like I said, Candyman was scary because they tied so many different things together. You got his voice. His voice was super scary. You got the way he popped up on you. Because when a motherfucker pop up behind you, that shit's scary as hell. That, that's the scariest part. And it's like... You ever been in the bathroom and a light-foot motherfucker snuck up? You ever had a yeah. light-foot motherfucker sneak up behind you? Yo, you, you put it... Shit, you know, oh, shit, motherfucker! Put it this way. Tough-ass nigga. You know, I got my stocking cap on. I'm the toughest nigga in the house. I'm jumping and shit. My girl scared the shit out of me and shit. Like, I'm all oh, shit! Yo, man, you remember that time I was in the shower where you poked your head in? And I wiped the soap with my eyes, you scared the shit? I'm going to get your motherfucking ass for that shit. That shit was funny and scary. Yo, you could even put it like this. Like, as a kid, you know, when you're acting up, showing off in front yeah. of your friends, then boom, mom pops in the room and you're like, oh, man. Oh, my God. That's worse than candy, man. But now, another thing, seeing as I brought up the Eddie Murphy thing, another cool thing about this movie, the lady that played um Virginia, mm-hmm. if she couldn't make it, at the time, she was an unknown actress. Sandra Bullock was going to play that part. Now, just imagine if... That part might not have been bad if that was switched, which I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it went the way it went. But just imagine if Sandra Bullock was doing that part and Eddie Murphy was doing Candyman. That would have been a different type of movie, 100%. It wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have, I don't even think it would have been a classic movie. It might have been a one and done. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I... I, I... I definitely like the cast, you know? I yeah. think she did a great job because her role was the dumb white woman. 
She was, you know, in almost every scary movie, you have the dumb <coughs> white woman. Now, there's certain things that the dumb white woman have to be able to do. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the dumb white woman, she has to be able to fall. She has to be a great faller, you know? And not even just a regular fall. Like, she has to run and then fall, and as she's getting up, she's still falling and shit. So oh, it's like man, a falling, getting up motion and shit, where she just stays at a medium. You know, um, as the dumb white woman in the movie, you got to have a high pitch yell. You know what I'm saying? As the dumb white woman in the movie, you know, you got to have the big curls in your hair. You know what I'm saying? As the dumb white woman in the movie, you got to have C-cup titties but absolutely no ass. (laughs) You know? So I feel like she fit that role perfect. She did her thing. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the fact that my man Candyman had to die at the end because he wasn't fucking with her. She called him. Yeah, but... She called him. Why did... You know what I mean? Why did my man have to die? He was like... I, I felt like there was an obsession with the two, though, after a while. And, um, oh, the other scenes, you know how, like, when Candyman was talking to her, she looked kind of, like, loopy, like she was po- not possessed, like she was hypnotized. She was actually getting another fun fact. Shout out to my boy Henry, because he's the one who hit me up and told me about this. I think he found it on Google, though. She was actually really getting hypnotized off scenes before those scenes would happen, so that's why she was, like, really looking... She was really being hypnotized off the camera, so when she was coming on camera, all that stuff was just kind of, you know... Which was freaking awesome. And again, check out Horror Research 30. We are live. We are recording a podcast. Yo, hold on one second because I see Taser commenting and asked, Was I in the tent? All right, niggas got jokes. All right, who got jokes? <coughs> who want to cut? Because we can stop this podcast right now. I will flame. I will go to your mobile uploads right now and we will flame. I ain't no motherfucking tent. This is a motherfucking professional studio slash attic. Yep. Like I had, Very professional. But yeah, so that. That was dope, though, finding that kind of... Like, I like finding that kind of stuff out about movies. Those little real random fun facts that you look back and you're just like, whoa, what if this happened like this or what if this happened like that? Yeah, you want to keep that, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I mean, I didn't really get a chance to take any notes. You know what I'm saying? I didn't take much notes. I was just, you know... I I did more... through the movie. I glimpsed through the movie, you know, because, like I said, I watched the movie so many times. I almost remembered it like the side of my hand. Oh, yeah. Not the back of my hand, but the side of my this hand. This guy said the side. Because, I mean? you know, you always forget about the sides. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, um, oh, what else about Candyman really caught me? Oh, yeah, his weapon of choice. The hook. The hook. You know, because the hook, you can't really, you can't really get a stab in there. It's like, like you know, it's more of an intimate kind of thing. It's like you pull a nigga towards you. To get over here, Scorpio. That's what I was going to say. With, with the, yeah, you're right. With the hook, like... It's more up close and personal. Like that, yeah. that kills like personal. Like mm-hmm. you woke me up out of my slumber. Now I gotta kill you, pretty much. It's like killing a person with a hook is almost like missionary sex. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stomach to stomach, face to face, lip to lip. The the fucking air you breathing now, I'm breathing in and shit. And then I see the blood drip out the because you know blood always gotta come out the corners of the mouth. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see the blood come out the corners of the mouth, and then you do the. Uh, you know that's the infamous "I'm dying" sound. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it was, it was just, I don't know, the movie, which was cool, which was cool what they did with the movie. I guess is which I'm gonna contradict myself. When they did the kills with Candyman killing the people, you never, you didn't really see many kills in the movie. And then with Virginia, like she was always around when it happened. It was, like, blood all around. She had blood all on her, blood on the knife and stuff. And it looked like she did it, which was cool. 
But me, like when I watch a horror slash slasher movie, I want to see the actual, you know what I mean? You want to see that happening. You only, I remember the one kill where Candyman killed the uh, psychiatrist, hooked him in his back. And I believe, I just watched this movie last night, and I believe when she, uh, her husband, her ex-husband, I guess, he was calling her at the end of the movie because she, you know, she died in that fire. Mm-hmm. And he was, he called her, her name was Helen, so he said her name five times in the mirror, and she, she pops up, and she said, uh, did you see something that scared you, or did you see something scary? And I'll tell you why in a minute, why she said that, and then she killed him. And the reason why she said that, let me get back, let me brush up to the first part, beginning of the movie, her husband's a professor, right, teaching out of college, at the end of class, she's walking in this class, at the end of class, she goes down there, and there's a bunch of students talking to him, da 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 there's like two or three chicks and one dude. Two of the chicks lo- two of the chicks leave out of the three. The one chick's kind of still standing there talking to him. And you find out later on in the movie. You find out later, actually, you find out after Helen goes to the mental ward that, you know, her husband's messing with him. But just seeing the movie, you can kind of tell just the way they were talking and looking. And, and the one girl wouldn't look the wife in the eyes at all. So you knew that the husband was already messing with her. Mm-hmm. So going to, from that on, there was a part, <coughs> excuse me, where she was in prison. She got locked up because they thought she killed this lady's Rottweiler and mm-hmm. kidnapped her baby. She did. So she's calling her husband at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? It sh- and it shows the house. It shows the house that he's at. It shows the bedroom. The bed's made. Nobody's in it at 3 a.m. So you know, you already know he's at the side chick's house or out in the room with her because, you know, she questions him about it. The next- she sees him the next day when he bails her out. Oh, where were you? Oh, I was fast asleep. Like, how you questioning him? Like, look, where was our bail money? That's where I was at. Nah, I was he at was... the bank getting the money. That's where I was nah, at. What he do was... you mean, where was I? He was, he was not at no bank. <laughs> he was with the chick. But the reason why I said, you know, when she said, Have you, did you see something that scared you? Did you see, you know, whatever? She breaks out the mental ward, and she goes home. And the chick, the chick is in her house painting walls pink. And this dude's in his room or something because he comes uh, out in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, they were preparing for their new life. Yeah. They were preparing for their new life. Then that was an awkward moment like a motherfucker. And the man. funny thing was, like, yo, he was like, uh, he told the chick, the girlfriend or whatever, he was like, call the hospital. And the, the wife was like, you better not touch that phone. <laughs> yo, that chick was scared. You just no, stayed there crying. No, but the real crying. funny part was that the colors that she picked out really did bring the house out. The pink? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Because, you know, it was more of a peach. It was like a dull color. It was color. more of a peach. You know what I'm saying? It had a good, you know, she had the rollers. Everything was going right. But she, but she actually turned crazy for a second. That'll show you a woman. You could have a motherfucking maniac serial killer ghost chasing you. And you find out your man is cheating. You forget about all that shit. She, all she, of a sudden, she started killing shit. She, <coughs> she, like, that was, that part right there, I was just like, wow. Like, that. And my, I was it, the funny thing. I was watching the movie with my wife. She was like, "Kick her ass, hit her with the phone." She's <laughs> like, "Shit." No, but you know it would have been a crazy twist to that movie. If Candyman was just a figment of her imagination, yo, that she really was doing shit like that. That would have actually been dope. And I say that because it's like, say we didn't find that part out till the end of the movie, mm-hmm. or even in a sequel. Either way, because you're sitting here seeing like. Say that, you know, people just keep telling you about it, telling you about it, telling you about it, and then you're just so hyped up, you believe it, and you're seeing things like you have something psychotic going on in your mind, and you're the one really killing, 
So, like, say when you see Candyman doing something, or, like, say, yeah, you see Candyman doing something, but it's really you doing it. And, like, say somebody else sees you doing it, but, like, when you look at your reflection, you see Candyman doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That would have been yeah, right. crazy. That would have been a crazy plot twist right there. That's the reason why we need to direct this film. And we need that to would have been, oh, my goodness. this Harvard knowledge. And we, because, honestly, Harvard today isn't the same. It's, it's, it's getting... not the same. It's getting better, though, like, with a lot of the One movies that, that are coming out. One that I watched out. that was official was Devil's Due. I got to see that. You didn't see Devil's Due? Nah. Oh, my God. Devil's Due is a good one. It has more, um, I mean, it has a paranormal activities feel with the camera. Okay. You know, the Blair Witch the, Project. The found footage. So it's like, yeah, so you know the camera is following a person, but, I mean, that movie, like, I feel that movie was... I have to check that one out. But, like, other than that, like, scary movies just aren't the same. The worst thing they could have ever did with horror films was to incorporate comedy. I... See, I'm in the middle with that. Like, I don't mind it. It's one... Because I I laugh at horror either way. But it's like, sometimes I I feel like they do overdo it. Especially if it's a lower-budget movie. I feel like they overdo the comedy. But sometimes... Leprechaun in the hood or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we were talking about that on the yeah, podcast with exactly. me, you and Rob. We will never let that die. We will continue to bring that up. I th- you know what? I think we need to watch that movie one of these days, and I think we need to do a podcast on it. I really do. Just because all the jokes and funny quotes from that movie, it'll be fun. We might have to. But what you were saying with the Blair Witch stuff and the found footage, what if there was a found footage thing of the Candyman movie, right? Uh, hear me out. And we'll take your idea of, say, that Candyman was a figment of whoever, say, the lady, or say, whoever's a, a figment of their imagination. So, say, somehow, all these kills are being recorded, either the person who's doing it, and they think it's Candyman recording. You know what I mean? Like, say you're the killer, mm-hmm. right? And you have that thing, like, Candyman's doing all this, but it's really you. But you're the one recording everything, but you're saying Candyman's doing all this. And then, say, I don't know, years later down the road, people find this. And see the tape. Yeah, but they find the tape and they find and it. And really they discover it's really you, and you're in a mental ward. And they're like, "That was really you doing this, not Candy, you know, not Candyman or whoever." That would be. I think that would be pretty interesting. You know, what did you think of the ending of the film? How they, uh, it was, it wasn't bad actually. It was a little different, but like how they, with the with the bonfire out there. Yeah. They set the thing on fire. They well, can't. The thing that was crazy is Candyman set that up though because he had the. He told her if she comes to him, she'll let the baby go, which he didn't because he brought the baby in that big fire pit. Thing. Mm-hmm. Well, where there, there wasn't a fire yet, but he brought her the baby in there. She hears the baby crying. She runs outside and goes to get the baby. And the kid, she had, oh, I forgot to mention, she had a hook in her hand. And she found that, remember the room that Candyman was in? Mm-hmm. She found that in there because she was looking for Candyman, which I, I'll say this real quick, and he was asleep. Niggas been up all day and night chasing her, chasing everybody else. So he, he had to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was tired of the bullshit. And he went, she went <laughs> to go stab him with the hook, and he woke up. And, you know, it goes from there. But uh, like I said, let me get back to the fire part. That's like a really bigger scene. And they just, they seen her, because she carried the hook out there with her. She was, like, moving shit around with the hook. But the kid, the one black kid, <clears throat> which I know we didn't mention him, but he's seen the hook. And he was like, Candyman. Mm-hmm. He just said it. He knew. And he let the neighborhood know. And they went out there with the gas. They were pouring mm-hmm. the gas on the fire, pouring the gas on all the garbage and stuff piled up. They lit that thing on fire, and Candyman was in there holding them. She got to the baby. Came, she got to the baby. She grabs the baby. Candyman grabs her. And 
you know, obviously she eventually gets out, but she dies. I just don't feel like he should have been able to die that <coughs> Well, but there's, I I have to, I don't remember if I seen part two and three. I have to go back and watch those because he's it's obviously not done, but it's just like, the, I think the way they did that, though, the way it was kind of cool, because, like, remember I was saying how he died from the bees in mm-hmm. the fire. One quick thing with that is after the movie went, you know, when the movie is, the fire is done, she gets out, you see the bees coming out of the fire, and they just, like, disappear, which was pretty dope. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good movie overall. I had my, um, I had a few complaints about it. Like, there was a part where, uh, she comes home. Oh, wait, 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 let me try and think what happened. There's a, there's a scene, I think it's when she comes home from prison. And she's taking a bath, she took the bath or whatever. Her hair is wet, right, when she gets out the tub. She's watching the, um, those little slideshows. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she closes the curtain, gets the room dark. In the movie, I mean, in the moment, it was probably like five, ten minutes. I don't know how long it actually was in the movie that she was watching little slideshows. But when she stopped watching those, she opened the curtains back up. Her hair is perfectly dry. I'm like, okay, so how much time has passed when she was watching it? Was it really the five minutes that we watched, or was it, you know how movies are, was it a lot longer yeah, than or that? Or did they just shoot that scene 37 times to the point where her hair is right up? <laughs> and then there was, um, <clears throat> there was a part where she came home. I don't know if it's from the hospital. No, it wasn't from the hospital. I don't know if it's from prison or what. But they had, like, a quick dinner scene with her and her husband sitting at the table. Matter of fact, he was coming home from somewhere. And then that was it. Like, they didn't say nothing about it. I was like, this was, like, one of those kind of, like, throwaway scenes, but they didn't need it in the movie. It wasn't like, you know how, like, TV shows, they have, like, that throwaway episode. Like, mm-hmm. nothing really happens. They just have that filler. But I'm like, why did they throw that episode in the movie? They went from, I th- matter of fact, I think she was with her friend. She was right from her being with her friend, you know, taking pictures on the projects to dinner for like two seconds to back with her friend. It was just like a wasted scene. I pointed that out last night with my wife. I should have wrote it down. But I'm like, I that bothered me about it. And I would say that I get what they were coming from with the kills as far as not showing them, but I still wish they showed them. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I just feel. And how many candy mans did they make? They made three. They made three? Yeah. Yeah, so I think we might have to watch Candyman two. We might have to watch Candyman two and Candyman three, and see what and see what see what adjustments they made. Yeah, you know that. Let's see if in Candyman two there's more kills and less narrative. Let's see if it's more gory. You know, let's see if they focus on the storyline a little more. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah, I think we need to watch the other ones. I agree. Find out what goes on. And you're right about that. There was a lot of narratives in that movie, which it wasn't a yeah, bad thing, uh-huh. but I felt like they kind of overdid it, like too much talking. Yeah, about right. But they put a lot of emphasis on the storyline. They definitely did put a lot of emphasis on the storyline. You know, the story went back in time. It came back. You know, it did a lot of things, but all in all, it was a great film. I feel, you know what I liked about it, though? I like the whole urban legend feel of it. Like, as kids, you wouldn't, as a kid, after I watched this movie, I would not say Candyman in the mirror. As a kid, I would not say the whole Bloody Mary thing in the mirror. And then just being black and As a kid, I would not watch Candyman. <laughs> Simple. See, you I was, know, I don't even have to worry. You know, I'm not even afraid because I wouldn't even put myself in a position to lose. Oh, I was already in that position because I always child, loved horror as a six kid. Six years old, seven years old. I am not, are you crazy? You know, we had the big old VHS cassettes as soon as that... VHS went in, and you know you had to rewind for at least 13 minutes before you could get to the beginning <laughs> of the film. 
After that shit, number one, I'm upstairs. I'm in the room. I'm watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm playing with the big one-foot-long wrestling dolls that weigh, like, 10 pounds. Their arms and legs didn't move, and when they landed on your foot, they busted your toe open. That's what I was doing. I wasn't watching Candyman as a child. Oh, Are you kidding me? I was all into it. My older cousins, like I said before, they got me all into that stuff, and anything I can get my hands on or watch with them. But it scared me, but I was always hungry for more, and it's just like... But like I was saying, the Candyman thing I would never do, the the um, Bloody Mary thing. And like I was, like the urban legend thing, it's kind of cool. And then like being in the ghetto neighborhood or the low, the poverty neighborhood, you really, you might not necessarily believe in Candyman, but you got your beliefs and certain things like, I shouldn't do this, you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't do this because so-and-so did this and this is what happened to them and vice versa, like. I'm scared to do this because of this legend that happened. And it's like that, you really get that mindset as a kid. So I've never, to this day, I haven't, I would do it now. If I had a mirror in front of me, I'd do it right now. Oh, you're tripping. <laughs> you are tripping but all the way. I don't. So I can't do it right now on the podcast for you guys. Maybe you next time. You are tripping. But you know, this is 2018, so you just do it in your selfie camera. That's true. You, even have, you do this shit in your selfie camera and shit, you straight. Yeah, but you still need the mirror to get the full effect. <laughs> full effect, right? But that was, that was a, uh, yeah, that was, that's one thing right there. But, you know, the movie, it was released October 16th, 1992. The budget was $6 million to make it. It made $25,792,310. Oh, damn. Which, back then, that's not, even now, that's not bad, but back then, that's, Huge, like yeah. In the early nineties, twenty five million in the early nineties. That's 90s. huge. So I'm gonna jump into the my little end segment here, called uh, slicing with Sir Sturdy, slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy. Sorry about that. I'm gonna ask Chris a couple questions about the movie, and we're gonna go from there. So, all right. First question is, what did you like about the movie? Um, I like the main character, Candyman. I like the main the main antagonist, I should say. You know, and there's a number of reasons that I liked him. You know, for one, he had a very soft voice. He had a very soft voice. Like, Candyman was almost, like, seductive. You understand what I'm saying? He was very cool. He was calm. He was laid back. You would never really see Candyman run. He's not going to oh, sweat. No. He's not going to do He's very cool. He's very sophisticated as well. So that's, you know, the main thing I liked about Candyman was the antagonist, the villain, Candyman himself. Nice. That's not bad at all. What didn't you like about the movie, if there's anything? Now, what I didn't like about the movie, honestly, I'm going to say is the ending. I feel that Candyman should have been a little more invincible. You know, I don't think a little bit of fire should have been able to kill him. You know, it should have had to been some special type of bullet that had to hit him three centimeters left of his right eye. And, <laughs> you know, it should have been something a little more difficult because this guy, I mean, you know he's dead already. You know, like, you can't kill a dead man the same way you killed him the first time. You know, it has to be a little more, a little more creativity when it comes to his death. So I didn't really like the ending. All right. So do you have a least favorite character or? Um, hmm. my least favorite character. And my my favorite and your favorite are definitely the same with Candyman. I'll say my least favorite, while you're thinking about it, is... I'm going to have to say the the lady's husband. 
because through all that time, he never really had his wife's back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even though, well, yeah, he was cheating on her and all that, but well, that's I'm, that's not what I'm talking about here. Like, he, all that stuff she was going through, like, with the whole Candyman thing and going crazy, you would want to look into that a little bit more. Like, see what's going on. Um, I mean, honestly, but, my least favorite was the husband's side piece. Oh, uh, she You know, because there's at least a three-week rule. You can't move into a nigga crib within <laughs> three weeks. She was already moving. Then she had on a big T-shirt with no panties and shit. I think she was wearing <coughs> some of her eyeliner and shit. It was crazy. And she she had, <coughs> you know, on painting. a real Chris Brown said it. These hoes ain't loyal. They have that, no ethics. That was crazy, though. Like, he, he did move her in quick. Yeah, she was definitely my least favorite. And uh, got another question. What do you? What would you do to change the movie to make it better for you? Like in your opinion. What would I do to make Candyman better? Hmm. I would have did more with the bees. More. You know the bees made you know added a little twist to the movie. You know because like I said there was so many different things that made the movie scary. You know, you had his voice, you had the way he would pop up on you, he had the hook, but the bees were almost were forgotten about. So it should have been more like on some, let's say for instance, like you're just chilling in your house and you're watching TV, and then I know where, ah, you just get stung by a bee. That would have been pretty dope. Actually. That's almost like foreshadowing leading to like let you know, so now you're crazy Alert. now, you're going crazy. It's like you're calling people, letting them know, like, look, I think he's coming, I think he's coming. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, more play on the bees, I think, would have actually made the movie a little better. I actually, I actually agree with that, and I'll even add on. With the kills, you know what would have been, you want to say with the bee thing, is if, like, every time they found a dead body, there was bees either on the body, coming out the body, just somewhere near the body. Mm-hmm. That would have been, like... What's going on here? You know what I mean? That would have been dope because for every single kill, there's bees. Would have had it played into the whole thing with the bees, like you were saying. And I think that's all I got for you, man. You got any questions or comments? Oh, um, um, hmm. As far as comments, I want y'all to make sure y'all are tuned into horror with Search 30. I would make it my priority to come by, give my opinions crack jokes, steal stuff from his house when he leaves me in the <laughs> attic for too long. Like, for real, oh, people, man. make sure you tune in because we appreciate all the support, all of the viewers, all of the listeners, all of that shit. And branching off of that, again, man, I appreciate you coming through. Definitely got to do this again. We definitely will do this again. Yes, yes. And um, everybody listening, thanks for listening. Keep checking it out. Like he said, check out Horror Search 30. I'm on Podbean, I'm on YouTube, I'm on iTunes, I'm on a whole bunch of platforms, SoundCloud, and I'm about to be on Spotify soon. I got to get a few more episodes out. Check out Horror Research 30 on Facebook, and like I said, thanks for listening, thanks for the support, I 100% appreciate it, and as I always say, I'll see you.